Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast audio edition. So there's no facial expressions that you can see. Usually it's a Tommy and Katie thing, this audio life. You can do this. Tommy's ferociously waving, uh, and I'm the only person that gets to see this. I am subscribed to Tommy's OnlyFans. (laughs) Um, But welcome, everybody, uh, to a sprint race chat uh, after Formula One have essentially agreed with the teams that uh, six sprints are coming in 2023. And Tommy is absolutely buzzing. Am I? Um, I I thought you would be. Let's practice. Yeah, let's practice. Um, I'm so conflicted about the sprint. We'll go into it, but. I don't know. Well, I did. I mean, I wasn't on the sprint thing. I mean, we you did the the one after the sprint. It was a great sprint, the Imla. I feel like the timing of this is definitely on purpose that they are waiting for a really good one, uh, and then they can you know throw a statement out there like, "Yes, everyone loves the sprint." Um, yeah. Whereas, uh, and I mean, and it was a good. It was a good sprint. It, it was, was. It was very it, good. It was better than the race. Uh, but that was purely down to the conditions rather than anything else. Firstly, also as well, this is this is your first podcast back, right? It this is, is this yeah. Is, I'm extremely this is Tommy tired. Back in the flesh, <laughs> but not in the flesh because it's audio. But uh, yeah, of course, uh, for those that don't know, I'm sure you have. We've been shouting about it. Of course, Tommy has a little baby daughter now uh, under the name It's Grace Week. So uh, <laughs> really loving the name. Week uh, is her in, middle. Was name. it inspired by the the, the It's Grace no, Week? No, we just page? loved loved the name, and then I put it on twitter and then someone replied saying it's grace week and i was like <laughs> so should have used should have used that as the caption but that would have been amazing um <laughs> one one day i've got she's got a little she's well she's got her her um lucky charm max onesie 100 yeah. percent record uh just saying uh, well uh, i'm gonna have to make sure that that's burnt <laughs> Uh, when it's in the wash, I'll, I'll be yeah. stealing it just so yeah. the player starts winning again. She has got a race car onesie, so I'm going to have to upload a picture of her in that with It's Grace Week as a caption. I think it's got to be done, hasn't it? And you didn't actually know uh, what the gender of your baby would be until uh, she popped out. So uh, no. what was, was it going to be Max if it was a It, it was wasn't going to be Max. It is, quite, oh. it is quite funny, though, because people just won't believe this. I mean, I, I have literally like picture proof and stuff, but... The um, she was born at thirty three minutes past in room thirty three oh one, and the surgeon was called Max, and it's just like <laughs> this can't this can't be real. I remember just thinking ridiculous. like no one will believe me that this is a thing, but uh, yeah, destined to uh, be forced to support Max Verstappen. <laughs> Amazing, yeah, I can see I've seen the propaganda already on on your Instagram. Anyway, back to sprint races. So let's go through the statement first uh, from Formula One. Uh, with the first of three sprint events of the 2022 season, popular with fans and stakeholders last weekend at the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix, Formula One and the teams were supportive and of an extension to six sprint events for the 2023 season, running with the same format as in 2022. While supporting the principle of an increased number of sprint events, the FIA is still evaluating the impact of this proposal on its trackside operations and personnel and will provide its feedback to the commission. Now, it's not brand new kind of, oh, my God, six sprint races, because that's what they wanted previously, wasn't it? But then the teams didn't agree with uh, to it. Yeah, um, so, so now, now they, they are agreeing. I'd imagine there's been some money uh, put into the equation here if... Uh, if they've agreed to this yeah because was that just... was the that was the big 
sort of stickler for it, wasn't it? Was the fact that the teams couldn't fit it into their budget to do extra races, basically. Yeah, exactly. And now, just to throw another curveball, since since this got announced, there's talk. It's not confirmed. It's just obviously rumors and sources and stuff that the FIA won't agree to it because obviously this is just Formula One uh, and um, the team saying, yeah, we'll do it. And now the FIA apparently are like, well, you need to give us lots of money and then we'll do it. Uh, so apparently now the FIA, like it's kind of almost taken a bit of a backward step because apparently the FIA want money for doing it. From who? Money, money, money. Just F1. I, honestly, like it's just... Someone's got to be costing Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's definitely not the teams. That's what the teams have, uh, have said. But I guess, yeah, the agreement's happened now. And uh, let's look into whether it's popular. Because, of course, the statement says <laughs> Everyone that it was popular it. with the fans and stakeholders. I love how it's like, and the stakeholders who are like, yeah, more, more sponsor time with races. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> we did a poll on the WTF1 Twitter, wasn't it? Was it Twitter? It was Twitter, yeah. Yep, fifty-seven thousand of you, uh, just a few, voted, uh, which is quite a big sample of of people. Uh, we had four different options: get rid of them, keep three a season, go to six a season, or every race weekend for sprint races. Uh, the lowest percentage was every race weekend at seven point one percent. The next highest percentage was go to six a season. So what we're going to, which is apparently popular with the fans. 23.2%. Uh, then we have get rid of them entirely, 31.4% of you out of 57,000. And then 38.2% of you went for keep three a season. So a quite clear difference of 15% there between going to what we're going to next year and where we're at, we're at right now. And I was very much in that keep three a, se- a season because obviously, as I said, there was this chat of, oh, we might be going to six. And I was like, I like sprint races as a bit of a novelty, a bit of a, oh, that's different. Yeah. We're not having any practice. This is, this is a little bit of a, a spice up, a shake up. You know, it's a completely different format. They have one practice session, then they're into qualifying and they're locked down for Park Ferme. So they have such little time to get a, a handle of these cars. So for me, that's what I really like. And I also like the fact that sprint races are fun and can be fun. We saw that at Imola. You know, they can work. And with these new cars as well, potentially sprint races will be more entertaining. Whether I want more than three, though, I think that's probably because as a hardcore, diehard Formula One fan since I was about three, I like, I love the, the normal Qualifying, format. yeah. Yeah. Qualifying doesn't need to be. Ch- I, I love the fact that Friday's like a teaser. It's like, mm, we're coming. Here comes Formula One. <laughs> and then Saturday is quali day and then sunday's race but maybe that's just because i hate change and, and once we have six banging sprint races next year i'll be like hey i'm ch- i'm completely ch- changed my opinion love it it's quite interesting that every time we post something all the comments are like boo sprint races boo and then actually when it gets down to voting i mean we know this from twitter that the the people that are hate if, if you if you yeah exactly like if you feel strongly against something you will shout the loudest whereas if you're positive about it you probably won't leave a comment so um the fact that the most popular one was three a season and you could argue that if you take the fact that people wanting a certain number of sprint races it is a high majority um over getting rid of them you know only 31 
percent of people just don't want them at all, um, which is a, a big number, but not obviously massive. Uh, and this is obviously Formula One fans uh, that from our page that obviously love Formula One, and and we know how it's probably going to be a lot more yeah. popular with the casuals. So I think that six a season would would be cool, but I wouldn't want any more. And I do totally understand that. I still think there's things that can be done for the format. Uh, it was interesting uh, having being on paternity leave and essentially having a, a race weekend where I wasn't working for the first time. You and I can't remember it. how long. And I just watched it. Um, yeah. But meanwhile, me and Katie were like yeah, the SpongeBob <laughs> meme. Like, that's just fire yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And I could just see you tweeting like, oh, what a lovely race. And I'm like, yeah. screw you, Tommy. Yeah, uh, I'm going to get, I'm not, not going to get hate for this, but one thing that was quite amusing is uh, I was just like, oh, practice is on. Um, no, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it on in the background and was doing other things. Didn't have to, for the first time, a practice session, uh, didn't really have to focus on it too much or care. And it was wonderful. Um, I'm not a real F1 fan. Uh, oh, but, how dare you not yeah. watch every minute of coverage, you yes. plastic fan? Yeah, no. How dare you enjoy racing and not cars just driving around in circles getting data? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I wanted to say very quickly because obviously we just ran through the poll, and obviously you know you look you look at it and go, oh, well, actually it's quite not evenly split, but reasonably split yeah. between three of those options. But if you then put it into I like sprint races. I don't like sprint races. You've got 68%, 68.6% of people have said they like sprint races in some way. Yeah, you know, Whether exactly. it's every so race it... weekend, six or three. So I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen more of a concrete proof that going back to our thing of haters will make it, will shout the loudest and yeah. will say, I don't want them. And it's still uh, over half. can give you that, yeah. And it's still over half for just, yeah, like a few. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think I, I am in that. I would almost say, for me, it was a tough choice between three and six. Um, so, yeah. How about 4.5? 4.5 sprint, half a sprint. Yeah. Half a sprint. <laughs> they do five laps. <laughs> Ten laps on five laps, yeah, like a little <laughs> F1 sprint lobby. There you go. Um, I've got some questions in. At Franco underscore RO551, do we know if sprint races are enticing the younger generation in watching it? By the way, if my question is selected, my wife would be very jealous. She's a fan <laughs> of the podcast as well. Hello to Franco's wife. I'm so sorry that you're now going to be jealous after me reading that, that question out. Hopefully you listen to the audio podcast as well. Uh, otherwise you won't see this. But anyway, um, <laughs> do we know? I mean, you're asking for some factual data here, Franco, which uh, we don't hmm. have Let me just do a Twitter poll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've obviously got the Twitter poll where, you know, we're, we're probably in the sort of what, 18 to 25 region aren't we of of kind yeah. of that's our our demographic um you you'd say that yeah it's probably enticing the younger ge generation more but there's also that split side of a lot of people you know the 31.4 percent that said get rid of them maybe a lot of them are people working on a friday and, and things like that so it, you, you can't really tell whether it's the younger generation that are more enthused by it you'd have to imagine so it's the way the world is going our attention spans are going down the toilet tiktok <laughs> is our biggest form of you know absorbing content anything more than seven seconds and we're like come on next thing let's go i mean yep. seven seconds is probably um uh, seven seconds these days sprints is saying yeah seven seconds the answer. 
Yeah, you'd have to imagine, and away yes. we go. And whoever it be the you know they have that graphic now that says what the reaction time is. That yeah, just yeah. decides the race. Whoever gets off the line <laughs> quickest. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I think to answer your question or to kind of give you some more information from my uh, opinion is that it's not necessarily the younger generation it's more that they want to be providing more entertainment over the course of the entire Grand Prix weekend so they want more people to go through the gates on a Friday and get something that they go oh wow that was awesome I want to come back I want to come to Saturday and to Sunday because not everybody can afford a full weekend ticket but if they get a taste of it on a Friday which is usually the cheapest but you also get to see you know some qualifying and something that's really exciting uh, then they may well be willing to spend more money. So it is all about money. It's all about enticing people Always over the course is. of the weekend. Yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's even just the younger audience as well. It's just, I think it's more yeah. um, casual fans for a start. And I've said this before, you know, I'm a massive fan of IndyCar. I love it. I watch every race, but I don't watch qualifying. But when they have a double header on, I will watch the race on Saturday and Sunday. So I wonder how many people that are casual uh, maybe don't really care about qualifying same you know i like MotoGP, don't watch the qualifying but if there's two races then yeah sign me up i'll i'll watch it so yeah what is f1's global audience i swear i'm going to type it in right now global audience isn't it like over a billion it's like uh it feels like it now yeah one and a half on billion <laughs> they had a cumulative broadcast audience for so one and a half billion yeah uh I guarantee you one and a half billion people aren't tuning in for Friday practice and even for Saturday qualifying. They all yeah. want the race. They want, even if it's just as simple as they want to see some action, they might want to see a crash start or two, at the end. whatever it yeah. is. Or even the start, turn yeah. off, put it on at the end, see who's won. Yeah. Uh, we would, us F1 fans would love to think that we are the primary viewership for Formula One. But, you know, 400,000 what uh, went to America, wasn't it? And that was maybe the biggest... Or was it Imola? Uh, this year, I think, actually, we had uh, the record-breaking... Was it Australia? Yeah, Australia maybe? was Australia, record-breaking. Yeah. Uh, loads and loads of people. Formula One of the percentage is of that absolutely of one of massive now. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, even just... I'm sure our audience will have noticed um, people so many people you just talk to like even now yeah. like if i speak to people and i say what my job is um and i say you know i'll do this for, for i make memes one. yeah make memes about f1 <laughs> people know what it is whereas genuinely i think about five years ago they're like oh cool that, that's just cars go around in circles is now. michael schumacher so, still winning yeah yeah but now formula one really it really does feel like it is just especially in europe like the sport after football in terms it's of so like true. popularity, it's, it's insane how popular it's got. I was at dinner with uh, some of my friends uh, last night and they, two of them started talking about playing the Formula One game. Uh, I was <laughs> like, what? And then the, uh, the one to my right, who I've known for many years, I knew he had a, a vague interest. Like, yeah, I watch every race. I'm like, what's going on? I've gone from this like kid in school that nobody cared about Formula One like I couldn't find one person that could be like, oh, did you watch yeah. the race? No one. It's all football and everything else. And and now everyone wants to know Formula One. And it's, it's yeah, crazy. I've got my old school, schoolmates as well that are the same where I'm like, yeah. why didn't you like it when I was 
<laughs> 14 <laughs> trying to get everyone else to watch it and so I just wanted to speak to someone about it <laughs> it's literally true and now it's like wow a big big sport right uh enough about our childhood and more about your questions dan <laughs> underscore otg are sprints just another way of adding more races to the calendar without the backlash of going to a new track everyone mentions the mechanical and logistical workload and environmental impacts of adding more tracks to the calendar but this seems to be forgotten with sprints I mean, I would argue that having, I'm sure when it comes to track time, having free practice is... A, it's the biggest waste anything, of fuel ever. <laughs> yeah, and also it's, uh, and resources, there's, there's yeah. no more mileage done through the sprints than there is in a normal if, race. If anything, weekend. there's less and you, yeah. you, you're already in the country. So if anything, I'd argue that the sprints are actually a good way to extend the number of races without, without traveling to the, uh, across the world. Because... exactly. You know, you while while you've flown over a lot of it, uh, you've said it so many times. I don't know the exact figures, but I think everyone knows that you know Formula One. While it's not a great look uh, to essentially have cars burning fuel for a sport um, mm. in this day and age, they are very efficient, and that that side of it is so much uh, it, is nothing compared to. The people, you know, even the fans flying over on a on an airplane to go watch the races, and you know, and the the logistics side of it, that's what's you know creates the most emissions and stuff. So why not make the most of being in a? It, there's there's talk, isn't there, at the moment that Singapore might essentially host a second race. Why why not just do it on the Saturday? Do a full race on Saturday, full race on Sunday. Have get the mechanics to have some time off, you know, a break or whatever, rather than staying away from their family for a week, you know, doing practice or this stuff. It makes more sense, if anything, to get a couple of more races. So, true. In. Um, so yeah, there's your answer, Dan. <laughs> Shut down your answer. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dan. sorry, Dan. But also, it makes perfect sense. Uh, at CM Parfait 16, what if sprint races does not affect the Sunday grid at all? Instead, the current reality, which is largely close to GP... Wait, sorry, what? What if sprint races does not affect the Sunday grid at all? Instead, the current reality, which is largely close to Grand Prix plus 100 kilometres race one day earlier. What does that mean, Tommy, exactly? Are we... Uh, I, I feel like there's a few words missing. Yeah, sorry. What if sprint races does not affect the Sunday <laughs> grid at all? The current reality, which is largely close to the Grand Prix, plus a 100-kilometer race one day earlier. Uh, so they're basically just saying that like, it ends up being... Just the sprint race the, rather yeah, than the, Yeah, so should it need to affect the Sunday grid? Because this is quite an interesting question because I changed my mind on this over the weekend. That yeah. Uh, I, I, the biggest one. Of Wait, the biggest hold, sorry, Tommy. Points. Hold on. Sorry, I'm just going to put my F1 Twitter hat on right now. Did you, you just change, you change your, opinion? your opinion? I know. Did what? you just no? Did I, did uh, I just nah. hear the facts and think about it further and then change my opinion? How sorry, dare no. I? You're human. You have to lock in with one opinion <laughs> for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> the biggest argument I saw for the people that didn't like the sprint race at Imola, and I I understand this was the fact that you had. Kevin Magnussen with an unbelievable qualifying. And of course, a lot of that was down to the half strategy that they bottled. And uh, same with, uh, but the thing is you had Sergio Perez and Carlos Sainz 
further down the order. So that was going to create the excitement. And they just flew past the field in the sprint race, which we won't go into, maybe not go into, I don't know, but shows that reverse grids would still work because the fastest cars just cane it through the field anyway. Um, and I can understand the, the fact that people got there on Sunday and went, well, that was a good race. You know, we saw Verstappen versus Leclerc. It was exciting, got a bit of excitement on the Saturday. But now we're just back to a normal grid, which has kind of ruined the race. And then we never saw it play out in a dry race anyway, because rain kind of threw the spanner in the works. But you could argue if that was a dry race, the the orders kind of made its way through anyway. And Carlos and Sergio are already sort of at the front. So I thought that now you, now they're actually giving points out and a lot more points could they not just keep the grid the same and revert back to it? And the, the actual reward you get rather than places up the grid is the points. I want to, I want to throw a, a counter, a counter argument it. to this. Um, this is... I would argue, uh, and I know a lot of people are saying, yeah, it gives the, the drivers that messed up qualifying uh, an opportunity to get through on the Saturday. But I would argue that it could also be very much the reverse where Qualifying is very much usually the fastest car is on pole and then it goes all the way to the slowest car at the back of the grid. And the sprint race is when things can change a little bit. We've seen that in Monza, for example. Daniel Ricciardo, yeah. Set up Hamilton Danny Rick beautifully. messed up the start, didn't he, and dropped back. Exactly, to win uh, on Sunday. So, so for me, I know it's frustrating, but I think it can go either way. And Are you saying we... every, every Formula One race, including sprint races, is different and shouldn't be judged entirely <laughs> on just one single event? <laughs> Oh, I'm <laughs> loving the amount of sarcasm uh, in this in this podcast. Uh, but you know, on the other way, on the other on the flip side, if you look back at that, people would then complain. Oh, why isn't why isn't the sprint uh, the, the sprint race determining the grid? If you had a crazy race and then all of a sudden Leclerc and Verstappen are back on pole on Sunday, and it's actually not that exciting if they both have a tussle and whatever. So I think there's arguments both sides. Uh, I I quite like it. I, I don't I don't mind the fact that it's it sorts the, the grid out. I don't think it will change either way, as I say. Uh, but I think there's more likelihood of something in a sprint race happening that's chaotic and crazy and dropping people down the order than in qualifying, uh, in my opinion, unless you get changeable well, conditions. One thing that I know for a fact isn't on this sheet that I'm going to throw into the mix now, because we, we, we've missed a bit of... Uh, I've missed our Leclerc, Verstappen, Bunter. Oh, so let's, let's, get, let's, oh, get, let's get in there I now. wonder why. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Because you're going to roast me for this, because obviously okay. I would I would say this, but I do genuinely think I would be saying it the opposite way around. The point system for Stappen was, I would say, quite brave to pull off that move, uh, even though he did have DRS and was faster. The risk on a track like Imola to pull off a move, I can't see many other drivers doing it. Maybe Leclerc himself and a handful of others, but probably not many. That was one extra point, and it almost feels like that is not enough to... Max Verstappen is going to go for it, and he would because he's Max Verstappen. But I wonder how many other drivers, when it's only one point in question, are even going to bother with that move. And I wonder later down the line, when there is a championship on the line, whether one point isn't enough to make up. Because for me... And this could be, like I say, it could be just my Max Verstappen fanboy, like, oh, that's a bit of a shame that you only got one extra point for <laughs> going for the lead of the race. But for me, that doesn't seem enough to like that. He pulled off that 
move around the outside and you're like, oh yeah. And then it's like, oh, he's cut, he's cut Leclerc's lead by one point. It's, it's, just, it's similar it's to me. Not, yeah. It's similar to me where I had to press the brakes and be like, hold on, wait, am I angry that DRS wasn't activated earlier because <laughs> Leclerc didn't get through on Perez because he didn't have DRS after Perez cut the chicane. Um, but I think personally sprint races and George Russell, I think said this, uh, said this after Imola where it's not long enough to really put any kind of level of strategy into, into the race. Sprint races, in my opinion, would be perfect. If it was half race distance, you had 12 points for the win, 10 points for second, eight. I want that gap gap a little bit more. Maybe two points. I don't think it's long enough. The the sprint race isn't long enough, really, when you think about it. It's 100 kilometers, a third of a race distance, which doesn't even reach an hour, really, does it? No. Um, So it's actually less entertainment if you're thinking of like sitting on the edge of your seat watching qualifying and then watching a sprint race that's maybe a bit dull. I guess there is more track running, so maybe go back to the environmental point. Maybe the sprint race is a bit more, a bit worse because every car's running. Anyway, um, yeah, I think it's there's definitely tweaks to the format that need need to happen. Uh, I would like to see uh, the sprint races be half race distance, uh, ideally, but we'll see. Uh, We've said that before, haven't we? That the they were quite fortunate that I'm not not for you, but the Leclerc's tires burnt out essentially because we don't normally see that in a sprint. And I think it was after Monza, Lando said, "You know, why is there no hypersoft tire for the sprint? So it's like yeah. pretty marginal, and you get that strategy at the end because realistically, we saw that the Haas strategy was not the right one." was not going to be the right one. There was no advantage doing it at all. And now everyone's probably just going to do the same going into the next sprint. Whereas if mm. you have that jeopardy tire, even if it's a tire they're not allowed, imagine it's a tire they're not even allowed to use in practice and they have to bolt it's it on. It's a lottery. It's a lottery. <laughs> Will it work? Will it yeah. not? Yeah, maybe <laughs> getting slightly down the gimmicky. Uh... <laughs> what, what I love about our, our podcast is we're always like, we are traditionalists. We really, are. and then we're like, put on a random tire. <laughs> Give them- <laughs> I want them to go on a slot machine before they go out. Yeah. And tell them which tire they can go on. Uh, brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think there there definitely are tweaks that, that can be made for sure. Um, one being make it a bit longer, make it a yeah. bit more dramatic. If there is that element of similar, as you say to Charles Leclerc, where his tires fell off, but we didn't see that for for some other for drivers. anyone else really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question. Railbird underscore TV. Make the sprint race an independent event with a reverse starting grid based on the current World Drivers' Championship standings. Keep the qualifying results on Friday for the main race on Sunday. Sincerely, everyone. Wow, everyone. Yeah, that's 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 big. Their opinion I... is right. No one else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't agree in the sense of it being a complete reverse starting grid. I think we, you, you have to just take the Formula Two where it's the reverse uh, the. Was it the top eight are reversed? Top eight. Or did they change it to 10 now? I can't, I can't remember. I can't. I think it's eight still. I think it's eight, maybe. And then, yeah, anyway, reverse the top whatever. I would say probably eight in Formula yeah. One uh, because there are more Formula Two drivers. Um, so, yeah, I think that if you're going to do a reverse starting grid, works perfectly. Keep the qualifying results on Friday for the main race on Sunday. I don't think that's sincerely everyone. Yeah, I I didn't sign that, so it's not everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, cool. That's all the sprint race chat that we've got for you. However, we have got something else we want to very briefly mention, and that's the uh, proposed changes to the 2026 power unit and chassis. So 26 is going to be the next big change uh, for, for Formula One. Uh, they've said there's going to be it's going to be a more efficient power unit. We're going to have less draggy cars, 
and smaller, more nimble cars. Hooray! So Imola might actually become viable again. Maybe even Monaco will go three <laughs> wide into turn uh, one. Don't go that far. Who knows? <laughs> fair enough. Well, if, if you're saying that, then uh, then yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. quite. Is I'm I'm glad that has been on the agenda that that they've they've understood the fact that the cars are a bit ridiculous. They're um, just getting bigger and bigger, bigger and heavier, heavier. And heavier. And, you know, we did that wonderful video about paint, but I mean, the fact that they're having to strip off paint is just, I think is a bit ridiculous, to be honest. It's just showing that it's just getting silly. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think it was in one of the race videos that said that it's gone from 2009, they're about 600 kilos, and now they're at over 800. That's just yeah. obscene. Um, and, and then they wonder... Yeah, why certain older school tracks they can't race as as well on? So, um, I mean, Monaco yeah. never been able to race. Yeah, full stop. Heavier, but I mean, not since like the fifties, I guess. Or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Tw- 20, 2011 was a good race, although they still couldn't pass. But I love how actually... you have to go back eleven years in order for you to find a good race when, Monaco. Yeah, or when they had the uh, when they had the. Pirelli tires that were literally like did did Michael Schumacher call them eggs or something at one point? (laughs) It's a throwback. But yeah, Um, um, yeah. So the the power unit is the kind of thing you'd expect, really, that it's all about sustainability and uh from financial and an environment side. But yeah, the fact that they want to kind of reduce the car dimensions uh is cool. One one thing that actually I've seen today, and we'll do a video on this, and they've not gone into it too much, but we'll try and get as much information as we can. Have you seen that they're they're trying this kind of, they're talking about potentially like a crash activation system or something where like the cars will, there's like sensors on the cars to like warn of a crash, but it's like, it's part of F1 really. Like you don't- What, to warn the driver? Yeah, it's not, you know, they're not what? reverse bay parking, are they? Like, do you know what I mean? What do you mean? What? A... So it's there to be like you're getting close to the car. Yeah, I've just I've just oh, yeah. heard that there's some if like that's actually that's got to be you must have read an April Fool's article. That's <laughs> got that's got to be it. You must have had too much time off. Uh how's how would that work? I, I have no idea. It's... You're racing at 200 miles an hour. Mm. You don't have time to look at your blooming sensor. Oh, oh, I'm getting a bit close to the car ahead. I might okay, I'll I'll pull off. Yeah, it's I don't understand. Like, there's not really a lot of details on that. I've just seen the odd people. Uh, here we go. So, Motorsport Magazine said the next generation of Formula One cars are set to be smaller with active aerodynamics for lower drag, reduced fuel tanks, and car to car alerts to prevent crashes. That's no, not. That sounds that's horrific. not right. That sounds awful. That that that. The, but, but... <laughs> What? Like Why? Siri that comes over. <laughs> There's a car to your left. It'd be like a R factor when it's just uh, you've got the spot again outside. Yeah, outside, outside. R factor and I racing. Uh, oh yeah, both. Same, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Outside, yeah. three wide, four wide, yeah. five wide. <laughs> Uh, fair all right well i'm sure there's something uh i'm sure it's not completely ridiculous i don't know why they'd be doing that but we'll, we'll find out more information uh, on that uh, some other additions helmet cameras uh, are becoming mandatory for next year is that correct uh yes mandatory yeah. so everyone's got to use them so we're gonna Which see cool. even more it is cool 
as, long as, like we, as long as they the use right, them in the right yeah. sense. Yeah. In the right places, free practice. You can do a whole helmet camera thing if you want to. One full hour of just helmet cameras. That would be fine yeah. for me. But Replays on helmet cameras, but I'm not a huge fan of the battles when they show the helmet camera because you, you no, need that you need nice it. wide view to kind of like see. Like chasing, fair enough. Like you get an idea if you're following your, your, Char- you know, yeah. your Max Verstappen following Charles Leclerc. I always did it the other way around. Uh, and, you know, maybe they're a second away and oh that's quite cool you get the effects of dirty air but as soon as he's close it goes straight back to an off board uh, in my opinion um so yeah interesting to see it'll be mandatory for everybody we can even ride on board with the mercedes i don't think we've seen that yet have we and see how much (laughs) boy 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 anything it'll just be blurry (laughs) other things to mention uh there's a trial in the reduction in tires in 2023 from 13 at two races sorry uh, from 13 sets to 11 Wow, that's gonna gonna be interesting again, probably for an envi- environmental reasons. I can't um, wait for them to just sit in the garage for the whole of FP1. Yeah, that's not uh, ideal. That, that's going to be interesting to see how they approach that because as soon as I read that, I was like, yeah, "That sounds good." That you know, you're trying to reduce the tires, but that to me just screams even more the fact that they'll just sit in the garage and be one and don't go out until the track conditions are perfect and unless they're getting rid of a practice session oh please please yes please i can get on board with that i'm not as passionate as you are about it tommy uh but sprint races get on board with it again like the yeah for me however much i do like a sprint race and i like it because of the fact that there's less practice for me, the solution would just be Less get rid of Friday. <laughs> just have get FP3. the drivers to do a scooter race. Like FP3 is FP1 qualifying race sorted. Lovely. Yeah. Well, there you go, everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed that sprint race chat and then some 2026 and 2023 changes. Great to have Tommy back once again, as always. Back on the mic. He's, he's a baby daddy now and he's... Uh, <laughs> living the dream so it's great to have you back tommy we did miss you very much oh, it felt it you. genuinely felt like you were gone for three months and gone for <laughs> weeks. i was still watching the podcast <laughs> and stuff I was enjoying all the shout outs all the roasting, roasting. <laughs> yeah <laughs> perfect stuff uh, thank you everybody for listening to this audio podcast make sure to give us five stars uh, or a comment or i don't know how these audio platforms work but just give us positive feedback and uh, hashtag wtf1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion and we will see you very soon I, my next podcast will be from Miami. Miami. Oh, my God. So, yeah, cool. See That's... you then. Goodbye. You look like you were about to say something. <laughs> I was about to say that already the teams are just absolutely, like, milking my... You can tell how important yeah. this race is for F1. Like, oh, yeah, huge. every team is just like, check out this, check out this. Oh, yeah, because like, F1 are the ones that have paid to host this. So they're the ones that are only, they, they get the money from everything that comes in rather than the other way around where the track pays uh, yeah. for the privilege. So no wonder F1 are like, Miami! Yeah. Anyway, I will also be like, Miami! <laughs> <laughs> I just want every video you do in Miami is just, you have to say that. Is that you just that in noise? front of lots of F1 cars, just go, Miami! <laughs> Good stuff. Right. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.